Well, thank you for inviting us here, and uh, I just want to encourage you that uh, the Word of God is, is strong, it's powerful. God, the Bible says the gospel is supposed to bring life, and I hope uh, above anything else this morning that uh, uh, life is imparted in you. Something in you is caused to stir and get excited for God. And uh, can I get, uh, Christopher, can you help, can you get that, can I get... Uh, Pastor, can I get you to get that and just put it right here? We're, doing, we're changing up the, the platform a little bit. Uh, it's going to help you understand what we're going to share on. There you go. See, first day here already messing things up. Well, that's what I like. I like a little change. How many people know Jesus said that uh, the Holy Ghost had to come? So, you know, there's even, even some things that Jesus wanted to tell people, but he couldn't. People couldn't comprehend it because the Holy Spirit hadn't come. And he said the great teacher was going to come and teach us things pertaining to the kingdom. Amen. The kingdom. And so we're just going to invite the Holy Ghost to enlighten our understanding. Holy Spirit, I just we honor you in this place right now. We, we sense your presence. We know you're here. And so we honor you in this place. You truly are the great teacher. We ask that you do what only you can do. Open the eyes of our understanding. We know so much. We understand so little. Teach us things pertaining to the kingdom. We submit our knowledge to you. I ask that you make yourself manifest in this place. This morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in the book of John, chapter 1, it says, In the Word was the beginning, and the beginning was the Word. Now, say, in the beginning is a reference, and we hear that other places. Now, what it's telling you is that, that everything that was made was made in the beginning by Jesus, by the Word. Does everybody understand that? Amen. So when was everything made? In the, in the beginning. So this over here is a tree. This is going to represent in the beginning. Turn with me to Genesis 1. Scripture says in the beginning was, you know, in John it says in the beginning was the Word. But in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So when I stand, see what I'm going to do this morning is I am going to portray, not a timeline, but it's called an eternity line. The reason it's not called a timeline is because time had a beginning. See, in the beginning is a reference to when time began. There was no time before in the beginning. That's when time began. When God said, in the beginning. So, right here, when I stand here, this is... In the beginning. This is creation. This is the foundations of the world. In Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, God. That word God is Elohim. I'm sure you know that. The last two letters of Elohim is the letters I am. I am on the end of a, of a Hebrew word uh, is the same as an S in English, meaning the plurals. You know, whenever you hear the word Elohim, which is a reference to God, it's actually meaning God's. God the Father, God the Son, 
and God the Holy Ghost. It's the first mentioned reference to a trinity. So in the beginning of time, God created. The word created is the word bara. It's a simple word, but it's only mentioned a few times in the Bible. Now there's other words that mean created, but bara is only mentioned a few times because the word bara actually means created from nothing. So you've got to have something to create with. But in the beginning of time, God didn't have anything. So from nothing, he had to start. And so that's why the Hebrew word, meaning bera. In the beginning of time, God... Oh, wait a minute. In the beginning of time, God created from nothing the heavens and the earth. Now, he didn't create the sphere that we live on today. The word earth, or the word heavens, actually. Everybody do this with your hands. Now, this is going to be hard for our brains. I still have trouble with this one. The word heavens actually means space. In the proper translation, it means space. In other words, God had to create what's between your hands because that wasn't even there. God's an awesome God. The word heaven, see, see the stars and everything, they were created later. So in the beginning of time, God created from nothing space. The word earth is the word eretz. The word eretz actually means matter. It doesn't mean the sphere we live on, it means matter. It's real simple. You can look it up, do some word searches. But it means matter. So in the beginning of time, God created space and matter. And He created light. Now we have light in here. We have light outside. The sun produces light. But that's really a shallow form of what it really is. All light really is is a form of energy. And the word, when it says God created light, really means that He created energy. So in the beginning of time, God created space, matter, and energy. From nothing, He created something. Now, if you know anything about science or physics, you'll know that an atom, the basic formula for an atom, is space, matter, and energy. So in the beginning of time, when God created time, He also created the very substance that everything else from that time on was going to be created from. Because everything in existence has atoms. And thus, whenever it says, and God created this, it's not the word bera, it's another word for creation. Created from something. So we need to understand this, because this all had something was done right here. What we need to understand is that if something has a beginning, it has an end. See, time had a beginning. And time has an end. The Bible talks about the fullness of time. The Bible talks about when the stars in heaven are going to roll up like a scroll and go away. Because they were created. They had a beginning right here. See, if something has a beginning, it has a, an end. This message this morning is titled, 
before in the beginning. You're saying, well, what was before this? Ah, that's why I'm here. (laughs) See, we think that life starts when we're birthed, when we're conceived. We think life starts when something's created. Well, things that have an end had a beginning. See, turn with me to the book of Revelations. Revelations chapter 13. Now what's this? This is, a, this is what? In the beginning. Creation. This tree over here, Jesus was hung on a, a tree. He was hung on a cross. So this tree represents the cross. It represents Calvary. Well, wasn't Jesus crucified at the cross? Now you have to keep up with me here. Now I used to weigh 300 pounds and it's I used to sweat doing this, all right? But Jesus was crucified on the cross, correct? Someone read for me Revelations chapter 13, verse 9. I believe. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Which one is it? Let me get my glasses. You're not the only one that uses glasses. (laughs) Book of Revelations, chapter 13, verse 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship Him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain. Everybody watch this. When? Where am I at? Jesus was crucified here. He was slain here. Before His purpose was fulfilled, God had already done it here. What you need to understand is God doesn't do anything on earth that He hasn't already first finished in heaven. The very purpose, the very tree that God needed Jesus to hang on, He made the atoms for it here. So it would grow and be strong and hold His Son here. (sighs) Is that not incredible? Jesus just wasn't crucified at Calvary. He was slain in God before the foundations of the world even existed. Oh, come on. Now, now, no, wait a minute. You're going to get excited. Just might as well just (laughs) take the seatbelt off, people. Turn with me to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter (laughs) 1. I'm going to start reading at verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, as the Lamb without blemish and without spot, He indeed was foreordained... 
When? Before. The what? Where am I at? It says that he indeed was foreordained before the foundations of the world. See, God's plan for Jesus was already done here, but, everybody say but, was manifested over here. See, it was God's plan all the time, but had a specific time and moment for Jesus to be birthed and manifested, to do His thing, to fulfill His purpose, to walk out the prophetic words that had talked about Him. There was a certain time in the cosmos. See, this isn't a, this isn't a timeline. This is an eternity line because time had a... And time has a... Hmm. <laughs> I wish you knew my notes. I'm going to read the rest of that. He indeed was foreordained before the foundations of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you. Turn to me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. You're going to see a pattern here. I'm starting to breathe heavy already. And we're not done. First Corinthians chapter 10. <laughs> now, I'm going to have to set my Bible down. Let me go ahead and read it. Verse 11. Now all these things happen to them as examples. Now stop for a second. Here's the creation of the entire world. Here's history. Right? This is history. I'm walking through history. I'm walking through history. You've got all the stories of the Bible. Moses. Abraham, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses, all the children of Israel, all the stuff that took place, all the miracles, all the signs and wonders, everything that took place. And then you had the 400 silent years, and it goes on through here. Uh, you have the birth, I wish I had a star. There's a star. There, there's the star, okay? That works as a star. You have the crucifixion, right? And then you have around six, I mean, over here you got, you got Paul, or Saul being changed into, uh, Saul became Paul, okay? So he's here. And he's writing this. He says, now all these things, get the picture here. He is telling the church in Corinth that all these things Happened to them. Who? All these people. As examples. Amen. For your motivation. For your exhortation. Amen. You could have been in the old covenant. Mm. 
If you know anything about covenants, you don't want to be there. <laughs> we have a better covenant. It's new. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you could have been one of the children of Israel in bondage. But see, all these things happened to them for your motivation and, and exhortation. See, in churchdom, and I say that word correctly, I made it up myself. That's why I know it's correct. In churchdom, not kingdom, and there's a difference. We're taught that salvation is escaping hell. I agree. It is part of that. But only a small part. What we need to realize, people, got a question. Does anybody have anything that they've saved for a special time? See, Esther, the scripture says Esther was saved for such a time as this. The Bible said Jesus was saved, was in God, but was saved for such a time as this. See, not only are we saved from hell, we are saved for something. We're just not saved from a negative. We're saved for a positive. We're saved to do something. We're saved to communicate something. We're saved to, to, to activate. And we're, we're, we're saved to make an impact. Come on now. To be a witness. Not do it. To be it. Now stop and here we go. That's just the internet. All this happened here's Paul here we are in the fullness of time all this happened for our motivation and exhortation so we could live listen if you need signs, wonders, and miracles, God created the atoms. He created them. He can control them. Right. Over here, He made axe heads float. He parted water. He caused dead bones to rise from the valleys because He was in control of the atoms. He made them from nothing. He has control. Everything you have need to fulfill your purpose and calling in life See, you weren't a mistake. No matter what you heard or what you've ever believed, you're not a mistake. God just used your parents to get you here. <laughs> there's a reason, there's a purpose, there's a calling. You've been, listen, listen, all these saints of old didn't have the promise that we have. That's what the Bible says. They didn't even have the Holy Ghost. The disciples didn't have the Holy Ghost. Jesus told the disciples, listen disciples, I want to tell you some stuff, but you can't comprehend it. 
Why? Because the teacher hadn't come to teach, hadn't brought revelation. There's a reason far beyond speaking in tongues for the Holy Ghost. The first thing that the Holy Ghost was going to manifest doing was not speaking in tongues, but was to teach people so when they spoke in tongues, they'd know how to use it. Come on. Come on. See, see, God saved the Holy Ghost for here. He did this here so we could be motivated by it here. And we just go to work doing nothing like, oh, well, I was just born. Whatever. Que sera, sera. Oh, what a waste of the foundation of the world. You want some scripture for all this? <laughs> I came prepared. All right. Turn with me to 2 Timothy 1.9. Excuse me, 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. No, it must be 2 Timothy. I was right the first time. Hallelujah. Oh. <laughs> verse 9. We're going to start with verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to... To your works. Now stop right there. Your abilities, your goodness, your, your badness. You weren't called because of what you can do or what you haven't done or what you, how you messed up or anything. But listen to this. That you were called. You were called not according to your works but according to His own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Over here! See, you were in God over here! See, you need to realize you're an eternal being. You didn't have a beginning! And I don't have an end. Your end is determined by your choice in life. Do you believe or not? But you won't have an end. Your destination will be determined by what you believe. But how can you live in eternity in one of those if you had a beginning? You can't. Because you didn't. You were in God. So here's the picture. You were in God here. And the scripture says this, I think it says in Ephesians. No, let me go ahead and read this for a second. But it says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before... Everybody say it. The world or time began. Everybody says inversion. I love this. Isn't that great? 
but has now been revealed by the appearing of the Savior, Jesus Christ. When? When was this revealed? It was revealed here. They didn't know about it then. Who has abolished death and brought to life immortality, brought to light immortality, to light through the gospel, to which I have been appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. Everybody, you're a Gentile whether you know it or not. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him. Listen, the reason Paul could stand up and say, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that He is able, is because he had an understanding of that it was all done over here. He had a revelation the Holy Ghost showed him by by empowerment that, that he had a calling that he was in God over there and he was manifested here after Jesus did his thing here and all this was done so all this was done, all of history was done so Paul could fulfill what God had called him to do. And he went and did it. All, all it is is fulfilling God's purpose is just finding out what it is and walking it out. It's already done. The end result, Jesus endured the cross for the joy set. He already knew the end result. There wasn't any question. So he was able to do what he had to do because he knew then, he knew, well, he knew. It was already in God. And so they said, for this to take place, we're going to stay in the beginning and start everything. Everything Jesus needed. Everything. Samson, he's just walking through the desert. There's a jawbone. I'm going to, oops, I'm going to beat up some people. (laughs) (laughs) Almost slipped out. And there it was. The, the, The molecules, the atoms to make the jawbone, to cause the, the donkey to die so he could pick it up and deteriorate. Oh, look at that. <clears throat> it was there. It was part of his purpose. The Bible says that, that even deadly snakes won't bother you That's right. if you're in his purpose. Because why, why won't their poison bother you? Because he controls the atoms. you walking in God's purpose, no weapon formed against you will prosper. That's right. Come on. But you gotta know. You gotta know. You have to have an understanding like Paul had that this was done. Oh, you're not ready, church. I can tell already. Come on. Come on. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Oh. Ho 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 ho. Verse 8, Paul's writing this, To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace, don't even get me started talking about the word grace. Anyway, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see, how many? All see what is the fellowship or the dispensation of the mystery of, Which, everybody look up here. Where's the beginning of the ages? 
which from this point on the eternity line, there was a mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God. See, God had a plan when He did this. And He hid it in Himself all the way through history. which has been hidden in God. Who created all things, back there, through Christ, to the intent or for the purpose that now, everybody say now. now. What time is it? Now. That the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. <laughs> Oh, this is too good. Oh, the mystery that was hidden from creation was released now so the church might be effective in this place. And everything the church needs has been provided. Signs, wonders, miracles. Everybody say it. Signs, wonders, miracles. Say it again. Signs, wonders, miracles. Say love. Loving people. Come on. You, you have everything it takes. You know why you can love the unlovable? Because you're already loved. <gasps> when did all that happen? Oh, I got a scripture for that. Isn't that funny how the Bible is? Let me go ahead and read the rest of this. And to make all see what is the fellowship or the dispensation of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places according, <laughs> according to His eternal purpose. What do you mean? What do you get so excited about eternal purpose? See, there's two different kinds of purposes. There's earthly purposes. And then there's eternal purposes. What's an eternal purpose? See, earthly purposes, if they have a beginning, they have a... An eternal purpose doesn't have a beginning. We might want to know what that is since we're going to be a part of it for all eternity. <laughs> According to the eternal purpose which He accomplished where? In Christ. See, something happened in Christ that accomplished the eternal purpose in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. I tell you, we could stop right there and preach forever. Turn to, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10. Verse 8. Uh, Genesis 1. No, just kidding. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Starting to see the picture here? Not of works, lest you sh anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship created in Christ for good works. Wait a minute. 
You're His... I'll read it again. For we are His workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Uh-oh! The very works that God has... See, God prepared works for you to do beforehand. And everything... See, God doesn't give you the power, the charge to do something without giving you the provision to do it. God has... He provides provision. He's provision. He's in favor of vision. People perish for lack of eternal purpose. Without understanding. See, Paul didn't perish because he had a vision of eternal purpose in God. That everything he had need of was there. He wasn't concerned about where it was coming from. He just went out and did it. Oh, church. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Everything you have, everything this church, everything this church needs. This church, you need to understand, I'm talking about this body right here. There's a calling and an election for this church. Just like there's a calling and election for each one of you. Everything that you individually have need of to fulfill God's purpose in life, it's already here waiting for you. The scripture says everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been given. You don't have to ask for it. It's already yours. You just go out and fulfill your destiny. Everything this church needs. Is there in the fulfillment of its purpose. What is the purpose of this body? Make your calling and election sure. Get it in your heart knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing that you have a mission. Knowing that even atoms will obey. Signs, wonders, miracles. The ability to love the unlovable. The ability to... You know who the, you know who the unlovable is? Yourself. If you just start loving yourself, you'd get over yourself and get on with God. When you know you're okay... See, the reason we don't go out and really make an impact because we're, we're still trying to gain our own security. But when you know yours is already taken care of, then you can love some. See, you, most of us, that Christmas is coming up. I'm going to ruin your Christmas for you. Most of you give gifts just so you can get one back. I'm meddling now. This is in my part of my notes. Most of the things we do in life is for ourselves, even when we make it sound like we're doing it for someone else. See, this word is sharper than two-edged sword, rightly dividing the thoughts and the intent. Why you do what you do. Mm. Oh, don't get me going there. Mm. We'll be here all day long. <laughs> Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. I suggest y'all get a clock back here somewhere so we know what's going on. 
Ephesians chapter 1. Holy Spirit. Sick them. I didn't learn that in theology school. Holy Spirit, open the eyes of their understanding of what they're about to read. May they read your word again for the first time. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ just as He chose us in Him before the foundations of this world. To be holy without blame and in love. That is the eternal purpose of Almighty God, the Creator of Adams. To be in love with you for all eternity. Oh. Oh. Everything that happened on this planet was done so you could know this. Every one of you have a purpose. Every one of you have a destiny. And it's all because God loves you so much. He loved you before Genesis 1-1 was even established. Before the foundations of the world. You were in Him. He says, man, I'm going to create me a world so they can exist and I can love them for all eternity if they just choose me. See, it's all been done. The work is finished. The work is finished because of what Jesus did. See, the old covenant was about us doing things and God responding. The new covenant is about God doing things and us responding. The goodness of God will draw all men to repentance, to change their mind. But we're not telling the world about the goodness of God. We're trying to strike fear. Oh, just let the world know how much God loves them. And you can't do that until you know how much God loves you. He loved you when? Way over here. How far? It don't matter. It don't stop. You were, listen, you had no beginning. You have no end. Let's pray. Thank you. Thank you, God. Everybody just say thank you. You can't say thank you enough. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for doing all that you did on earth just so I can experience your love for me and just so I can be equipped to do what I've been called to do to preach your gospel. Thank you that you've, all this stuff happened in the past for me so I could share you Father, I pray that the young people would understand that the things I've gone through in my life wasn't for me, but it's for them. To carry on your goodness. To carry on your anointing. To carry on with the Spirit.
to walk in signs and wonders and miracles. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did at the cross. Thank you that you saw the end from the beginning. That you knew the joy set before you, so you endured. May we see the hope set before us. May we begin to see the joy set before us. The inheritance of the saints. Living with you, Father God, for all eternity. Holy, blameless, and in love. Not in fear. Holy Spirit, right now, I just ask that you just move amongst this congregation. Corporate. A corporate move right now. Just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, church. This is the time for you to focus in on God. See yourself. Use your imagination. See yourself before Genesis 1-1. Before in the beginning. Begin to see yourself in God. Understand that you have a purpose. We do a lot of teaching on purpose and destiny. And one of the things that I've scripturally seen in the Word is that men and women of God, their finest hour of destiny is the last hour on earth. If you're still breathing, you still have yet seen your finest hour. It's not over. Samson killed more Philistines with the last breath he took. Jesus did more for eternity with the last breath he took. Come on. If you've got breath, you've got destiny. You've got purpose. You've got God. Use Him. He controls the atoms. He can hold back the sun. If you need prayer this morning for purpose and destiny, I want to pray with you. You might have been struggling. You might have known. Maybe you never knew. I want you to hold up your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want you to hold up your hand. I want to see if this meant something to you this morning. And I want to pray with you. Just hold up your hand. And I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I begin to pray for these individuals. Holy Spirit, open their eyes of their understanding to what their purpose and calling is in life. May they walk with you strongly. May they walk with you boldly. May they go where no man has gone before.
grace and peace be with you, church. Amen.